Hello, I'm Rachel Moore, President and CEO of the Music Center. As Los Angeles' premier performing arts destination, the Music Center presents some of the world's greatest performances and provides the platform for the most innovative and creative artistic minds who set the standard for excellence. On Offstage and Unbound, I have the pleasure of speaking with many of these artistic visionaries where we delve into their processes, explore what inspires them, and discuss the state of the arts in Los Angeles and the world. Hello. Thanks for joining us for our podcast series, Offstage and Unbound. In this episode, we'll talk about the Music Center's Ballet Now, a creative performance concept that introduces dance lovers to some of today's most talented dancers who push the boundaries in a mix of iconic and contemporary ballets by some of the world's most revered choreographers. With Ballet Now, the Music Center also provides a platform for some of today's top dancers to highlight their curatorial skills. We are fortunate to be working with New York City Ballet principal dancer Tyler Peck as curator for the second installment of Ballet Now. She has assembled an international roster of stars from different companies to perform on the stage of the Music Center's Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Many of these dancers have never worked together before, and audiences may never see them work together again. Bakersfield, California-born Tyler Peck has had a meteoric rise in the dance world. She began her dancing at the age of two and entered the School of American Ballet at the age of 14. Tyler became an apprentice with New York City Ballet almost right away and joined officially as a member of the Corps de Ballet a few months later. She was promoted to soloist in 2006 and principal dancer in 2009. Tyler made her Broadway debut in The Music Man at the age of 11. She has been a guest star on Dancing with the Stars for two seasons, among other TV appearances, and is a guest star on Julie Andrews' upcoming Netflix series, Julie's Green Room. Tyler performed for President Obama at the 2012 and 2014 Kennedy Center Honors. More recently, she has been seen on Broadway as Ivy Smith in the Tony-nominated On the Town. A multiple award winner, Tyler was named in 2013 to Forbes 30 Under 30 in Hollywood Entertainment and won the Princess Grace Statue Award. This December, she received the 2016 Dance Magazine Award. Welcome to Offstage and Unbound. Thank you so much for doing this for us. I thought it would be fun to start with the beginning of your career. You grew up in Bakersfield, which, you know, I grew up in Davis, and none of those places would I regard as metropolises focused on culture. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into dance when you were little? My mother um, owned a dance studio. She still does. And so that's, I was babysat down at her dance studio, and I basically have been dancing ever since I could kind of, like, walk. So she was my first teacher. So before you went to School of American Ballet, did you train with your mother, or did you have other teachers? Yeah, my mother, so she was my first teacher, and then when I got to be about six, she kind of was like, I feel like you need to go study elsewhere, and I just want to be your mom. And I'm so happy that she did that because I think it gave us, like, a really 
you know, good relationship where she could be my mom and then I could have my dance teachers. And she started having my grandmother drive me to the best dance studio at the time that we could find, which was actually three hours away oh my. from my house. It was in Downey, California. And it was, you know, in all, all types of dance studio. Like I did jazz, I did, you know, the whole like competition circuit kind of thing. And I would do, I would basically travel down there four or five times a week. Wow. So I would just like leave school at like one thirty, go up three hours, dance until like eight, and then come home and get home at like 12 that night and then go to school. So it was kind of a lot, but I just loved it so much. And while I did that, I also studied with a Russian teacher and she would give me privates for ballet. Uh-huh. And that's kind of when I started getting more serious. I mean, I always did ballet because my mom said, you know, you, you have to have good technique in any kind of dance. And that's what comes in ballet. So she always made me do the ballet. But I didn't really start really loving it until I started with the private. And then she went back to Russia and she said, there's only one person I trust. And that was Patricia Neary. Mm. So that's how I got into the New York City ballet sort of, you know, technique and kind of as an idea. And once I worked with Patricia Neary, then she said, you should really go to School of American Ballet and go to West Side before. And that's when I met Yvonne Mounsey. Ah, so did you go to the SAV summer programs? Yeah, I went to two summer programs and then I stayed for just one full year term. And who was teaching at SAV at that time? I had Kay, Suki, Susie. Uh-huh. And yeah, those were my main teachers. And... Ariel Whittle. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's a it's a remarkable school. A lot of people have gone through there. It's produced a lot of great dancers. But it must have been culture shock to go from the school that you were in in California to even Westside or to SAB for sure. Oh, definitely. I remember my first class. It was so funny. Like the girls came up to me because I was a new student for the year. And someone said, like, point your foot. (laughs) And I was like, what? So I pointed my foot, and they were like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. They were judging me by, like, my foot (laughs) And I just thought, this is, like, the strangest thing ever. And I remember being in class and just thinking that this was such a different atmosphere. Like, it was way more, I don't know, you know, like a jazz studio and stuff. You kind of talk in the back of class. And, you know, this was so much stricter and, like, unlike kind of anything I had ever been in. And so it was definitely a culture shock. And just coming even from California to New York, I didn't even, like, own a winter jacket. I didn't even know what winter was until I got to New York. And I remember, like, my first winter there thinking, I don't think I'm going to make it through this. Oh, no. (laughs) So cold. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember... I actually spent one summer at SAB when and coming from California, I didn't even know how to put my hair up like all the other girls. You know, it's like they all seemed to know the rules and I knew none of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely felt like that. I definitely didn't really fit in. And I had a much like bubblier personality than everybody. And I was always trying to make friends in the back of class. And I think they were like, please don't talk to me. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, did they select you to become an apprentice after the spring workshop? Yes, I was actually getting ready for the, like, the big gala evening. Uh-huh. And 
which is like a Monday, and they told us that they were going to have eight of us on stage for a group picture. And I remember being kind of annoyed because I had Serenade, which was first, and I thought, I need to be warming up. I don't need to be taking a picture. And then all of a sudden, Peter Martin came on stage, and he looked at us, and we were like, why is he here? And he said, I just want you to know that in October, you guys will all be starting as apprentices. So we found out, like, 10 minutes before the curtain came up for the last show. Oh, my God. I don't know if it was a good or bad thing. It kind of felt pressure almost because he felt... I guess otherwise it would have been pressure to get into the company, but then now we felt like pressure to do it because we had just been accepted and we didn't kind of want to discipline him. <laughs> right, you right. Know? But it was also like yeah. this rush of adrenaline, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. It was crazy. And I really wasn't expecting it because it was my first year and I was only 15. Wow. But for sure I was going to be coming back for like at least one more year, and so I, I really had no clue. So the transition from a school into a company is definitely complicated. And with big companies like New York City Ballet and American Ballet Theater, there's such limited rehearsal time. People do not hand feed you the choreography. How did you adjust to all of that? I was always a really fast learner. My mom, she said I could do like a two and a half minute solo when I was four years old. So she was like, there was always something really quick about you. And I think I faced all that immediately in the company. And I got thrown into a lot of things. Like my first tour as an apprentice was like my first thing I ever did. And they threw me into like two ballets. And so like once you kind of get that reputation of being like a really, really quick learner in the company, they like kind of use that to their advantage. And that's why I got like my core contract so fast. So I got mine in like five months instead of like the year. And so... I think there was something great about being so young because I didn't really kind of know what was going on. I just was dancing and doing my thing. And I think that it just kind of like happened really fast. And I didn't have, you know, like the older you get, you start getting more insecurities and more of this. And, you know, at 15, you kind of feel like you can do it all, like everything. Right. And so in a way, I think it was kind of better to get in at that age. You're fearless. Yeah, definitely fearless. So you came into the company after Mr. Balanchine had passed away, is that correct? Correct, yes. There's such a legacy there of his work. And there must have been dancers, though, that were there that had worked with him. Yes, correct. Like Darcy Kistler and I think Wendy did, but I'm not actually sure. Maybe she was actually, no. I guess it was just Kira and Darcy from, like, when I got into the company. He was such a powerful force. And as you know so well, his choreography is not only beautiful to watch, but incredible to dance. And it's amazing. You must have felt this incredible honor to be able to dance the works of this genius. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how I always say I wish I would have met him for one day, just so I could have seen him, you know, in a studio do a few steps. Because I just, I just, see all these pictures and I just think oh my god how amazing but you know we really only get to know him through the his ballets and I'm so really lucky that I get cast in a lot of them <laughs> and I just love them so much they feel so natural to me they feel like the most musical ballets that like I ever danced you know they just seem to fit perfectly with you know the steps in the music like there wouldn't be any other way Yeah, I mean, that's just how it is. We learn and get to know him through his ballet, and that's all we have. And being, you know, listening to past traditions from 
Balanchine ballerinas that are still around. Right. So we're very excited about ballet now. Yeah. And we're so excited that you're working with us on this. We are all gearing up here in Los Angeles. <laughs> when you think about this opportunity, did you have an idea of what you wanted to accomplish with being able to curate three different shows? Yeah, I think for me, I really what was really important to me was first to have three different evenings. I didn't really want to repeat that many pieces. You know, I thought that there could be the staple pieces that we would do on all three nights, but I really wanted people to be able to come to all three shows and not feel like they had seen it already. Because I know sometimes in L.A., you guys don't get all that much ballet necessarily. And so I wanted to kind of have people be able to come to all three evenings. And also what I wanted to do was kind of give a taste for everybody. Meaning like when I heard, okay, what's ballet now? To me, it meant like, what does ballet mean in today's world, like today's society? And I think it's so much more than just, you know, doing the classics like Swan Lake or Corsair or something that you see at a normal typical gala. And I wanted to, you know, honor the geniuses like Robbins and Balanchine and then have like Ulysses Dust. But then I also wanted to showcase like today's voices, you know, Justin Peck, Christopher Wilden, and I, Michelle Doran, Bill Irwin's choreography. Like I really just wanted to give a range to show what I think ballet means today because I think it, you know, to be a ballet dancer today, you have to do it all. You know, there's so much crossover so when you look at a broad range of choreography, which we'll talk about in a moment, but I also look at this incredible range of dancers that will be joining mm-hmm. you on the stage. You have dancers from New York City Ballet, Miami City Ballet, American Ballet Theater, the Royal, and then you have incredible dancers like Michelle Dorrance and then Bill Irwin, who is just an extraordinary performer. When you were yeah. like looking at dancers, was there any through line of what you were looking for, or the people that you wanted to bring to work with you on this project? You know, I didn't think of it that way, but I know um, for me, I wanted to bring the dancers that moved me the most. So I guess it would be, you know, I look for musical dancers and I I look for ones that when I watch them, I don't see the technique. They have amazing technique, but when I, I really feel something when they dance. And I think that that kind of translates to the audience more than anything. And I also wanted to surround myself with a really nice (laughs) and kind of group-oriented type of of dancers. And all these people, I feel like, are a class act in every form, like just, you know, personality-wise, dancing-wise, performance-wise, artistically. It'll be really great for the audiences to see this broad range. And, you know, I look at some of the works. You're doing this piece with Michelle Dorrance, and... Mm -hmm. She, as a MacArthur Genius Award winner, she has this incredible choreography, but she is also an incredible dancer. And no, she's unbelievable. It's, like, frightening how good she is <laughs> when we're in the room. And that's what's fun for us is, like, here are these people, like, even just me getting to dance with Marcelo, people that we've always wanted to dance together, and it just doesn't happen. And so that's what I really wanted to kind of be able to show is, like, partnerships that you can't see anywhere. And I felt like we all were really excited because we knew that it was going to be something fun for us and something that would help us all grow. And just being in the room with Michelle and learning from her and to see her look at me and on point and say, oh, my God, you can, like, do my exact same steps like that. And it's just been really fun to kind of, you know, put it together, together and make these collaborations happen. 
It's also interesting, and it'll be great for the audience to see that even dancers that you think of as ballet dancers, dancers from different companies really dance differently. And I yes, think, I think right. about Fancy Free especially, because you're going to have Marcelo and Corey from ABT doing the men, and then also Daniel, mm-hmm. and very different approaches to the same work. It'll be just fascinating to see that. Yeah, and that's also why I wanted to not only bring the best dancers, but I also wanted to make sure I got dancers from different companies to also show the different styles, you know. Um, And that's why one evening we have, you know, Isabella and Marcello doing Romeo and Juliet. And then another night we have Lauren and Cusperson with James. And I just kind of wanted to show the different, you know, styles, because somebody dancing from Royal Ballet is very different from ABT and, and especially from New York City Ballet. So I just kind of wanted to showcase all of what I thought ballet and kind of encompasses. You're doing a lot of Justin Peck over the course of the weekend. Is there something special about his work that speaks to you? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I grew up with Justin. We were in the dorms at SAB together, so we grew up through the school and then the company. And, you know, I, what you feel about his works, and I know this is what, like, audience people feel and the dancers doing them, is the amount of energy that you feel that comes off of the stage is literally palpable. And I know that we all feel that. Like, I've never felt such camaraderie in a group piece before as his pieces. And Increases is one of the first things he did, if not the first. I'm not sure if that was the first or the second. Um, So I'm really excited for California LA to see it because I think that it really, it's a really special ballet and you can tell it was done with a lot of love and I feel like the dancers really feed off that energy. And I just think that he's so important to ballet today. I also just think that, you know, the newer voices are really accessible to a younger generation. So, you know, while ballet is kind of an older art form, I I did want to make sure that, you know, on the show that there were things that, you know, everybody could relate to. You're doing Balanchine's Who Cares, which is an Mm -hmm. awesome piece. I actually saw your video of you performing a piece of it for the Kennedy Center Honors. What was Uh that like? That was one of my favorite performances I've ever done and something I'll definitely remember. That solo is literally one of the, maybe my favorite things to dance. It just feels like it was made on me, even though it wasn't. That's what's really special about doing Balanchine Ballets is, and especially if you get to do them a lot, finding your way and making it feel like it kind of fits on you, even if it was done on a different dancer. And so I really wanted to show L.A. Who Cares because I think that there's so much individuality that comes through and putting a lot of different dancers together in that and from different companies. So I think that that's going to be really fun and a fun way to end the show. You've been having some really incredible reviews this past season in New York. That must have been very exciting for you. Yeah, you take them when you get them. (laughs) (laughs) Someone once told me, you know, you got to take the bad ones with the good ones. And I've always kind of been somebody who likes to know what's said because even if it is something bad, I like to kind of think about it and think, okay, why, what, what is this person seeing that maybe is causing this? Even if you don't agree with them, I think, you know, to get all the information, it's helpful in a way to help you grow. But I really don't try to read into them too much, even when they're really great, because, you know, then you get a bad one the next day. So it's, it, it's been great, but I just try to keep moving forward in my dancing. 
Now, you are very busy, obviously, dancing at City Ballet, dancing around the mm-hmm. world, also curating this. What is the next thing on your dance card? What do you want to do that's <laughs> going to be really cool? <laughs> you know, I mean, this has been a lot of work. I, I, I really have really enjoyed doing this. It was using, like, a different part of my brain because not only was I having to pick the program and dancing, but just even finding out logistics and, you know, how I can make every dancer able to be at every rehearsal and make sure that the costumes are all together. And so it just was pushing me in a different way that I had never been pushed before. And so I'm kind of thinking that I would like to do more of this. I feel like in a way it's like producing and directing in a, in a way. So I, I don't really know. I, I just love dancing and I feel like any way I can like put together different artists and put together shows like this would be something I'd really like to do. Well, you know, I am a big advocate for having women's voices and leadership roles in the ballet world. So this excites me very much. And that's why I think it's so special to have me curating it. And then we have two female producers. And it just feels really special. And I'm just really happy that I can be the first female to do ballet now. I feel very honored. Well, we're so thrilled that you're working with us. And we can't wait till the shows start. And thank you again 